Okay, hi. So today I'm going to be talking about um, mental health and relationships, whether that be mental health outside of relationships or even your mental health inside of your relationship. Um, so I sent out this thing on Instagram and it was like, hey, um, what are some questions you have about mental health? How, like, how, do you have any questions about how you can get through it? Like, let me know how you feel. And I had a question that really stuck out to me. And it was, how can we heal from the things that hurt us? Because I know that in 2021, I was 14 years old. I didn't know how to heal from the things that I had been hurt by. And it only resulted in me getting worse and worse. Like my mental health, me um, getting in relationships that hurt me worse and did not help me grow as a person. So I think that it's important to talk about mental health and relationships because people tend to um, jump into relationships even when their mental health isn't that great. And that can really take a toll on your relationships, your friendships, anything you really do, it can really take a toll on it. So I wanted to talk about that and then also um, how you can move on from situations and then um, just manipulation, gaslighting, and then just um, how we can work through our situations that we're facing. So, how we are able to move on from people, situations, and her experienced all depends on what you have experienced and the way you cope with things. So, some people find it easier to move on when they have different things in their life or when they have different support groups or even when they have you know, the different morals that they, you know, go by. So um, our first one I want to talk about was depending on someone else for your happiness. That could definitely be a problem because you get into a relationship or you get into a friendship and you're really happy with them, but without them, you're like, you know, really drained. You go back to being depressed or anxious. However you're feeling, you go back to that when you're not with them. And that could really be a problem after getting out of that relationship or friendship. Um, it is because, you know, when you're depending on someone else for your happiness, you're going to do whatever they want. You're going to do whatever they say because you're going to want to stay with them. You're going to want them to stay with you. So we just want to be sure that, you know, yes, we can have other people, like other people can make us happy, but we don't want our main source of happiness coming from someone else because you never know what could happen. And you also want to be sure that you can make yourself happy and that you can do things for yourself. Um, so a lot of that I wanted to talk about was um, wanting people to change, but not changing. So in a relationship or even a friendship, you know, usually you can see it like you see it in most relationships and friendships. It's really good in the beginning because, you know, you're just meeting the person, you're getting to know them. But eventually, you know, you start you know, hanging around each other every day and maybe you might get tired of them, but then like, you know, you're seeing them all the time and then something goes wrong. Like just one thing goes wrong and all of a sudden, like you're really hurt and you just, you don't know what to do. And so you ask them to change. And it all comes down to, a, are you going to change or are you not? And sometimes it even takes that little threat, like, well, if you don't change, I'm going to break up with you. I've seen it, I've heard it. So um, a lot of the change is that we expect people to change for us when we miss the old version of who they were. 
So when you miss, you know, for example, like getting in a relationship with someone, you really know, you really think you know them. You know, they're really kind, really nice. You know, maybe they go buy you flowers and they come over and hang out with you. They do all of that stuff. But five months in, what are you doing? You're sitting in your bed crying because you want this person to change back to the person they used to be. So sometimes we, um, especially myself, I tend to ask why. I, you know, I'm the why type of girl. I'm, why did this happen? Why are they like this? And was it me? Like, did I, am I the problem? Do I deserve this? But it's not. It's not you. A lot of people, they tend to get their, the way that they act, they tend to get it from the people who they lived with or who they were surrounded with. So, for example, your family. So, you know, the way that your parents act can show, can show you how they are being treated. So, you know, you see your parents both fighting and you're like, wow, like you guys are both fighting and, you know, throwing things at each other or yelling at each other. And here I am standing in the other room and I can hear that. So we tend to, um, you know, let, let them treat each other that way. And we take that and we're like, okay, that's how we deserve to be treated because you haven't seen any different. So when you see the way that they're treated, you take that and let it happen to you, then you're getting treated the other way. And as I said, you haven't seen any different, so you allow it to be that way. Um, so split parents could definitely take a toll on what a relationship could look like. You have two different households. Um, you know, for example, me, I live with my mom throughout the week, and then every other weekend I go over to my dad's house. Um, my parents, they don't talk anymore now that I'm old enough to drive. I drive my little brother and I over to my dad's house and I drive us back home. Um, but when I was younger, like my parents, they had to stay in contact for each other with each other for, um, drop-offs, pickups, you know, doing all that fun stuff. And so it was kind of hard because, um, sometimes as a kid, you feel like you're put in the middle and it is hard because, you know, you are the kid, you you know, you're from the mom, you're from the dad, you're the kid in the middle. And, you know, a lot of it is some people, some parents don't realize that um, sometimes they they use the uh, kid as like a pawn. Like, it's just you, the kid's in the middle and they just feel put in the middle. So seeing those split parents argue and um, not get along, it only shows you how, you know, you could expect to be treated because you haven't seen any different. Luckily, I have a stepfather who has been in my life my whole life ever since I was really young. And so I don't see arguing because, I, you know, my parents, every parent has disagreements, but I don't see the arguing. I don't, you know, they don't really argue. They get along. They, you know, sometimes they butt heads, but everybody does, you know. It's just, it's normal. So I definitely know how it feels to be in the middle and then to, like, feel like everything's about you kind of thing. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm the problem. But it's definitely not that. So, yeah, so the way, the way your parents also treat you can also be a problem because it can cause you to be hurt by someone because you are so used to it or you think you deserve it. So if you hear yelling or fighting or, you know, screaming, throwing things, or, like, even if your parents are screaming at you, fighting, like, all of that, you think that you deserve it because that is all you know. That's all you know. And it's mentally draining because, you know, you get so upset and you feel like you can't talk to them. You can't feel like you can't trust them. And that's really hard. And that eventually does take a toll on your relationships later in life. Um, so seeing your parents fight increases the chances that the kids will treat others with hostility. So 
you know, seeing your seeing your parents fight, that, you know, for example, you get in a relationship and this guy, you know, he grew up in a really broken household and he's seen his parents fight all the time, you know, maybe punching each other, punching the walls, just really like just bad violence. He's going to think that's okay because he didn't see any different. So once you guys get in the relationship, he starts treating you like that. Not because, you know, he just wants to, but because he grew up like that. And that's the only way he learned how to, you know, maybe solve the conflict. Because maybe that's how he's seen it happen. Or maybe that's how you've seen it happen. Maybe you've seen, you know, conflict conflict being solved by, you know, someone getting hurt and running away or something. Like, you you see that conflict being solved. And that's how you think conflict is solved. Um, So, kind of just a way that we have to work through that within relationships is like discussing the problem. So how are we able to discuss the problem and get through this and, you know, move on? So are we going to talk to our partner about it? And are we going to move forward and try to um, like reassure each other that like, we're still like the strong, we're still in the strong relationship, like we're still strong people, we can get through this? Or are we going to completely run away from the situation? Running away from the situation does not give you any time to heal. It does not give you any room to heal or any room to grow because you need that closure. I mean, I think that goes for anyone. Anyone who has been through tough things or has been hurt or really even needs a closure. You lose a friend, you lose, you know, a family member. You really need that closure because you need, you know, someone to, you know, reassure you that everything's going to be okay. But you also need that closure to know that, you know, this is the end, but to help you heal and move on. And the only way you can get that closure is being able to talk with that person and move on. Um, so, a reminder. It is very common for people to solve arguments with the same tactics that they witness from family. So, back to what I was saying, violence. If you grew up and you've seen your parents fighting and throwing things, that you're most likely going to act that way too. Not because that's always what you want to do, but just because that's what you learned. You grew up saying that, so you think it's okay as an adult, you know? So, when there is a problem, being sure that the two people tackle the problem rather than each other is a great way to add a solution. So, instead of going against each other and, you know, fighting about it or, you know, having that violence or any of that stuff... You want to be sure that you can work together to fight the problem. It's not the person, it's the problem. And we need to be sure that, you know, when we have a problem, we talk with the person and we say, how can we get through this problem? Not how can we get through the person, it's how can we get through the problem? So it's very important that you continue to push through and you work with your partner or your family in order to get through the problem. If not, it's not going to end in a good way because you're not trying to work through. You're trying to, you know, blame this person or blame that person rather than blaming the problem. Let's figure out what the problem is and let's solve this by talking to the person, letting them know how we feel, right? However, conflict in a relationship isn't always a bad thing. So, you know, having the disagreements. Everyone's going to have disagreements. It depends on how you were, you know, how you grew up, how you were raised, and what you've experienced in life, because we all have different, you know, inputs. We all have different experiences that we've been through. So we all have, you know, those different morals, those different ideals. So um, 
relationship conflict can present the opportunity for people to learn about others and their experience with the world because we all don't experience the world the same way. We all have different, you know, households. We all have different families. We all come from different backgrounds. So when you meet another person, you're going to have differences with them because they have different beliefs too. So this can help to find good solutions to future problems. So, you know, if you have another problem, maybe that conflict that you had and, you know, the when you were able to solve it from that conflict, now you can use that solution to help with other solutions in the future. So that's a good solution just to use in the future. And there you go. You can solve it without having to butt heads or, you know, use the violence that maybe you had or witnessed when you were a child. Um, so some ways to, um, like healthy ways to solve conflict. So we have like agree to disagree. Like I said, we all come from different backgrounds. So we all have different um, morals. We all have different ways we think and we all have different ways that we go about things. So agreeing to disagree, you're not going always, you're not going to always agree with the other person you're arguing with or the other person you're with or the other person, you know, you're friends with or you're hanging out with. You're not always going to agree because again, we all come from the different backgrounds. We all come from the different, you know, households. We all have, you know, our different inputs on things that other people have or don't agree with. Um, so agree to gr disagree. I think when it comes to that, I think we need to um, normalize accepting that other people feel different ways than we do. Other people have different beliefs, and that's okay. We don't need to flame anyone. We don't need to attack anyone. We don't need to, you know, hate people because they have different inputs or they have different, you know, ways that they go about things because we're not all the same. We were never told to be the same. Um, so another thing we can do is consider timing. So, for example, if you and your partner are arguing, if you're really stressed and you're really sick and your partner is just really upset right now, it probably would not be a good time to address anything that you feel because you tend to get more angry and upset and, you know, more violent when you are in a bad mood, when you're in a bad, you know, when you have a ba bad mindset. Like, you, t things tend to come out of our mouths when we're, bad things tend to come out of our mouths when we're in a bad, like, mood or, you know, we're not feeling good or we feel like people don't understand. So we really have to remember that considering timing is a good, it's a good skill to use, especially when trying to address conflict because, you know, if you're not, if, you know, like we do with our parents, if your mom's not good, you're probably not going to ask her if you can go do something. That's just that. If your dad's not in a good mood, you probably won't ask him anything until he's in a good mood. And that's just because you know that it's easier to talk to people when everyone's calm and relaxed. When you're sick, when you're upset, when you're not feeling good, when you're tired, probably not a good idea because most people don't understand that, you know, Words come out of mouths that people do not mean sometimes. And so it's just better to avoid it all in one rather than, you know, kind of jeopardizing your relationship or your feelings or, you know, creating a more rough um, situation that you could easily avoid by just waiting and considering the timing. Um, next one, listen to understand. So you can sit here and, for example, your partner could be talking to you. Are you listening just to listen because it's respectful? Or are you listening to listen and understand? So, you know, when you listen to understand, 
you're listening to the person and you're trying to actually understand how they feel. If you have someone telling you, you know, like, I feel this way, you're listening to understand how they feel and how to better that relationship. How to better that relationship with that person. Because in the end, all of this does take a toll on your mental health. If your relationship isn't good, it's going to take a toll on your mental health. If you're arguing, it's going to take a toll on your mental health. It all comes down to the mental health. So being able to listen and try to understand your partner helps you in the long run. Not only does it, you know, help you to understand how your partner's feeling, but it also helps your partner to understand that you are trying and you're trying to work through this and figure things out. But, you know, if your partner sees, oh, like, blah, 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 she's not listening, she's not trying to understand, then nothing's going to get anywhere if someone feels like you don't understand because, you know, then they feel like they can't talk to you or they feel like they can't trust you or, you know, even, like, any, all of that. Like, it's just, you have to be sure that you're listening to understand rather than listening just to listen and be respectful. Obviously, you need to be respectful when you listen, but listening to understand is definitely a big one. Um... So the next one, yeah, being respectful and kind. So being sure that you're respectful and kind and listening to your partner's um, or your family member's problem. If they have a problem and, you know, you don't always have to agree with what someone says. You don't have to agree with what someone's what someone feels, but you need to understand and you need to realize that, you know, they have feelings, you have feelings. And if you were in their situation, you'd want someone to try to understand how you feel as well. So being respectful and kind, being sure that, you know, you're looking at them, you're paying attention to them, you're not doing anything that is disrespectful, you're not doing anything that's going to make them feel like they can't talk to you. So that's a really important one, especially with conflict, because I think that when it comes to conflict, people are really quick to defend themselves. Obviously, we all like to defend ourselves in situations, but I think that people really jump to the um, offended side. Like, they really get offended when people tell them how they feel. And I think that people are quick to forget that everyone has feelings. And we all, you know, we all feel different ways because of different things. And that's okay, too. Um, using I statements. I love using I statements. I use I statements all the time. I feel, I think, I know, like, I believe. Like, I'm always using I statements because I feel like it definitely um, shows the person how I actually feel. Rather than, oh, you're doing this wrong, or oh, you're doing that wrong. Rather than, hey, I feel this way because of this. So using I statements just reassures the person that, you know, you feel this way and you're set on this way. Like, you're not just saying this because you want to argue, but you feel this way because you feel this way. Like, there is a reason for it. Um, and then the last one, effective communication. Whew, communication. I think that a lot of people lack good communication and whether that be you know from the parents you know um seeing them fight growing up you know you don't really think that you can really um communicate because you're scared that something would happen you know you have that fear or like I mentioned earlier you have that judgment and so communication is sometimes hard and it does take a big toll on the mental health because it's not it's not easy to communicate sometimes and I think a lot of teenagers these days, I think we, I think we all as a whole, I can say this for everybody, I think we all kind of lack that communication because we have that fear of someone leaving us or us not having anyone. Um, so, you know, some people are really quick to get defensive or even offended when you tell them how you feel. So communication kind of is like, okay, do I really want to communicate right now? Like, do I really want to tell you how I feel? Like, 
I feel like this is going to get bad. Like, you're not going to listen. So we really have to realize that, like, we need to communicate no matter what the other person feels. Don't take that the wrong way. We care about how people feel, but we also have to remember that our feelings matter too, and so do our emotions. So, you know, we all have emotions. There's not one person in this world that doesn't. We all have emotions, and so we have to realize that, you know, we're all going through stuff, and, you know, like I said, even though sometimes we can't understand how other people feel and we don't quite understand the situation that they're talking about or that they're in, we still need to realize that they are going through something, they're human, and that we need to help them through it. We're all humans. We're all, you know, trying to get through this life together. And by arguing with each other, it only just, it makes some mental health worse. And, you know, when your mental health is worse, then it ruins your relationships. And that's, you know, that's not a good thing either because at the end of the day, we all need people. We all need each other. And I think that, you know, a lot of us still need to realize that. Like, I... I mean, I still do it to this day sometimes, and I, you know, I wish I, I didn't, but I'm trying, but I push people away sometimes because of, you know, the way they act or the way they, you know, the way they came to me about something, because, you know, I don't like the gossip, I don't like the drama, but, um, you know, some people will come to me with stuff, and I'm just like, okay, like, I'm gonna take a step back, I can't do this right now, or, like, um, sometimes, like, it's even hard for me to forgive people, I'm like, I can't do it right now, I don't, I'm distancing myself. But then, you know, after five days, I hadn't talked to that person. And, you know, maybe I lost that person or maybe we're not close anymore. And that's not a good thing either. So communication is very effective. We need to also have effective communication. So communication is very effective if you use effective communication. Look at me go. (laughs) So, yeah, just make sure that you have that effective communication. Because if you don't, then you're not going to be in a good place. Communication is key. You have to use communication. You have to communicate. You have to let people know how you feel. So it's just, it's very important that you use the communication. It's very important that you tell people how you feel. Um, the agree to disagree, consider the timing, listen to understand, be respectful and kind, and using the I statements. I love all of those. Those are probably my most favorite ways to, you know, get through situations and end some conflict.